BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Giles Milton, host of the Unknown History podcast, and you're listening to a special mini-series from historian Jack Kelly, author of Edge of Anarchy, on railroad barons, the Gilded Age, and the greatest labour uprising in America. Hello, my name is Jack Kelly, and this is part one of the labour special, the Gilded Age. It was Mark Twain who coined the term Gilded Age. For him, it was a title of a satirical novel about corruption and excess after the Civil War. Later, the Gilded Age became the label for the years from about 1870 to 1900 and highlighted the period's excess and inequalities. One thing to remember is that the Gilded Age was not the Golden Age. It was a time of prosperity, but the wealth was not evenly shared. Although it was a time of opulence, it was also a time of great hardship and destitution. Economic growth was matched by tremendous unfairness. The result was a period of contention, turmoil, corruption, political rancor, and even doubts about whether American democracy was viable. If that sounds familiar to us today, well, our own era has often been referred to as the New Gilded Age. One of the main dynamics of the Gilded Age had to do with scale. Before the Civil War, Americans lived in a small-scale world. Farms, villages, small cities. What we might call the Tom Sawyer world that Mark Twain remembered from his youth. Food was local, manufacturing was local, news was local, and people were provincial. Travel was by stagecoach, which has a romantic image in the movies, but was a god-awful way to get around. Then came the railroads. The Golden Spike was pounded to complete the first transcontinental line in 1869, and suddenly citizens could cross the country in a week instead of months, and the scale of America was forever changed. The frontier, which had always defined what America was about, disappeared. Businesses became national in scope. By the 1890s, three-quarters of all the meat in the country came from a few enormous slaughterhouses in Chicago, our first industrial food. We can't overlook the great strides the country made during the period in spite of rampant inequality. The middle class benefited. Who wouldn't want electric lights and indoor plumbing, telephones and train travel? even the first moving pictures. The gilding of the Gilded Age was supplied by the wealthy. Having succeeded in business, either by hard work or sheer luck, they imagined themselves a class apart, privileged, pampered, and powerful. They owned gaudy mansions, had plenty of servants, and generally lived the American version of royalty. One couple in New York gave a five-hour party 
for 800 guests that cost $400,000. That's $9 million in today's money. They downed an average of five bottles of vintage champagne per person, so it must have been quite a party. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This was in a day when the average laborer made less than $10 a week to feed his or her family. In 1890, 4,000 families had the same wealth as 11 million less fortunate citizens, and the top 1% held 90% of the nation's wealth. In fact, it was during the Gilded Age that folks began referring to the 1%, a term that has made a comeback in our own time. Not that the rest of the population didn't work hard. It wasn't unusual for workers to put in 12-hour days, six days a week. And about every 10 years, there was a serious recession that created homelessness and unemployment and actual hunger in an era when the social safety net was non-existent. Did the wealthy deserve their riches? They thought they did. A lot of them did make their money through ingenuity and daring. Marshall Field was an innovator in retail. John D. Rockefeller developed the petroleum industry. Andrew Carnegie bankrolled better methods of making steel. Many of them subscribed to a pseudoscientific doctrine known as social Darwinism. Economic struggle, they thought, was a way of sorting the weak from the strong. The fittest survived. A famous clergyman of the day, Henry Ward Beecher, said of the poor that they simply reap the misfortunes of inferiority. But the playing field was far from level. Large corporations and trusts routinely crushed competitors and consolidated industries with predatory pricing and other hardball tactics. The goal was to establish a monopoly that then allowed them to maximize their profits. All this was possible because the Gilded Age was a time when the American government had fallen in love with capitalists. Grover Cleveland who served two terms during the Gilded Age, proclaimed, no harm shall come to any business interest so long as I am president. Many of the laws and regulations that we take for granted today about truth in advertising, child labor, workplace hours and safety, did not exist in the Gilded Age. The cost of running the government in this era fell mainly on the poor. Property taxes hit farmers, Consumers paid indirectly when high tariffs raised the price of nearly everything, and the rich got off scot-free. When Congress had the nerve to pass a 2% income tax in 1894, the Supreme Court promptly ruled on a technicality 
that it wasn't allowed. It wasn't until 1913, after a constitutional amendment, that the rich were forced to contribute a small portion of their income for the public good. In 1893, a panic on Wall Street brought on the worst economic depression in the country's history. It was called the Great Depression until an even worse one hit in the 1930s. The rich still frolicked in their Newport mansions, but the devastating unemployment and hardship, which went on for almost five years, took the wind out of the era. There had already been calls for reform. After the turn of the century, the country moved into the period we know as the Progressive Era. The Gilded Age was dead, at least for the time being. You've been listening to guest historian Jack Kelly. I'm your host, Giles Milton. Tune in to the Unknown History podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or at quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks for listening. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.